we've learned anything from these past couple of years, my fellow Americans, is that personal medical freedom and liberty are in crisis. America Out Loud Pulse brings together the top experts in healthcare-related fields to keep you a beat ahead. We have seen a level of censorship uh, in, well, I'd say in our country, but it really is the world, like nothing we've ever seen in our lives. It just keeps going and it's, it's getting worse, not getting better. A lot of people thought that would fade maybe at the end of COVID. It has not. Uh, and of course, keep in mind, it was building well before COVID. It absolutely was because I experienced it firsthand, but it is totally out in the light of day now. And it's selective censorship is what it is. They censor what they want for all kinds of reasons, ideology. Uh, but again, you know, these are the kinds of companies that are doing it. And they're, they're, they're big, big outfits. They're oligarchs who run the empire here. Now, welcome into America Out Loud Pulse. It is Malcolm Out Loud here, along with my co-host. Band author, Dr. Peter McCullough. Well, you've got a lot of titles you could put in front of that. Oh, come on. you got a whole bunch. <laughs> you do. You, I mean, you, we, we don't have enough time to go there. But, uh, yeah, this, I, you know, anyway, so this is the the uh, Amazon. We're speaking of Amazon, the the um, the uh, behemoth, a uh, big, huge company, one of the biggest in the world, very much so. A band after 18 months on that platform. What happened, Peter? John Leake, who's the first author. John's a best-selling true crime author. Uh, he's written screenplays, um, best-selling books, uh, considered one of the top historians in the world, was notified by Amazon that our book, Courage to Face COVID-19, Preventing Hospitalizations and Deaths While Battling the Biopharmaceutical Complex, after 18 months of... You know, consistent sales, five-star ratings, multiple book reviews, that it was banned from Amazon. Literally was taken down. My author account was wiped out overnight. And Amazon alleges that there is offensive content in the book. And the book's about 300 pages, about 300 references, big print, short chapters. And uh, John Leake, uh, uh, you know, filed for an appeal, asked for an explanation, nothing, nothing, nothing. And, you know, went back and forth and Amazon said, it's over with. We're, you know, we're we're not, we've taken down the book, wiped out the Amazon account. Now, when we self-publish on Amazon, there there's a whole series of agreements because Amazon is actually the printer and the publisher of the book, as well as the, the entity that sells it, sells it. And so we had a Dallas-based um, printing label, Counterplay Books, and it was published through Amazon. We were smart enough to not have all of our eggs in one basket, so we did the hard copy deal with Skyhorse, Skyhorse Publishing and Tony Lyons, who's a New York uh, trade publisher. So the book uh, was also on Skyhorse. It's on Borders Bookstore and you know has its own website. So we didn't put all our eggs in one basket, but sure enough, when this hit, it was striking. So John published today a substack, and here's just one of the paragraphs. He said, many works of literature have been banned from public school systems, libraries, and censored by religious organizations. He said, however, I, can find, I, I cannot find a single example of a banned nonfiction book that contains zero sex, zero violence, 
zero expletives, zero harshly expressed opinions, and zero assertions that aren't grounded on rock-solid scholarship. Malcolm, this is a modern-day book burning. And your books are very different than tweets or other things. Books are at a different standard of media, and this just doesn't happen. Yeah. Well, I have to tell you, my friend, I I really was not shocked. I'll tell you, in full disclosure with you, um, when I read uh, what had happened, uh, I just wasn't shocked anymore. I'm not shocked by any of this anymore. Uh, I've seen too much, and I've seen Amazon do a lot of strange things. They all do. They all do. And as an example, uh, there was another author we have on our platform, uh, Dr. Ron Martinelli, as an example here. He wrote a very factual book. He's a very, wonderful author, professional author, and uh, he's a crime detective. He's a, 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 a forensic criminologist, a brilliant man. And um, he wrote a book uh, some years ago now uh, when the, all the Black Lives Matter stuff was happening. It's called The Truth Behind the Black Lives Matter Movement and the War on Police. It was, uh, it was a huge book. I mean, it did super well, like you're speaking about, on Amazon. And uh, they one day, after a long period of time, a uh, long period of a couple of years, I think a few years, I think it was about three, over three years, they just woke up one day and decided we don't want that book on our platform anymore. It doesn't fit our our sensibility, our ideology, our whatever, our opinions. It's their opinions. And so they banned it, threw it off. Same thing, Peter. Right overnight, off, gone, mm. couldn't do anything about it. Same thing. And it was all facts and data in there. There was nothing made up. I mean, the, the guy's a brilliant writer, on and on and on. And anyways, I've seen it. But I've seen him doing it to others as well. And of course, you went through the whole experience with the censorship on Twitter and other social media. I went through it as well. Facebook threw me off years ago. LinkedIn even, which I enjoyed LinkedIn. You could have some real intelligent conversation there without the mudslinging, which I enjoy on, on a higher level. But they also didn't like it and banned. I, I just got so tired of it. I don't even mess with it anymore. I'm just annoyed with social media oligarchs and Amazons, these big uh, conglomerates, oligarchs who, you know, it really is about their opinion. If you, they don't share the same opinion you do, Dr. McCullough, when it comes to your opinions, that book and what you put out, fact or not fact. They just don't share the same opinions of what you've researched, what the data is. Same thing with this other book, same thing with many others. And the worst part about it is they own these companies and can do what they want to do. They are uh, these are companies. They they don't have to, you know, pipe pipe at anybody. They do whatever they want to do. If you don't like it, got to take your stuff and leave. It's the same thing with Facebook. It's the same thing with all these media companies. They're huge. And if you don't, Pied Piper to their agenda, you're screwed. They'll just throw you off in a hot second. Not a thing we can do about it, Peter. Not a thing. Sad, huh? Well, it's, uh, you know, you know the book burning, there's lots of images on the internet over history of yeah. of uh, book burning. And, uh, you know, I, I just think books are held to a different standard way, different than a tweet or a LinkedIn account. I mean, Well, it's not the book thereafter. It's the ideas in the book. It's the ideology. It's their opinion. And it's the same thing as a social media post. If they don't agree with your opinion, your ideology, you're off of there. But that's what's happened with these privately held companies. But this may be something different. This okay. may be uh, this may be much more personal. I mean, you know, R Robert F. Kennedy in his book, he, he he goes directly after 
Anthony Fauci, who at the they, time they haven't banned him yet, right? No, but no, that could happen. One. That could happen though. When he did, well, hold on now. Don't don't even think that's that could happen any day. That could happen any week, any month. These people just do things. I don't think it's personal. I don't think it's personal. I don't think they care personally. I think they're just going after the ideas. You become a giant in the business of COVID, and they know what your opinions are. They see you, and they don't like your opinions. Period. End stop. Therefore, ban the book. I think it's I think it's a personal reprisal. I think this honestly, this looks to me like a, a antitrust, and they're well, not. There's a lot of it. antitrust. You're you're exactly right. Yeah, this looks to me like outside actors influencing Amazon and saying, you know, specifically burn this book. The other ones don't matter to us. It's not what's in the book that matters. It's actually who's behind it. See, it's very different. I mean, well, Alex Berenson's have... book is out there and Kennedy and all these. Yeah, other but they, they may come off, though, at some point. I'm telling you, don't even think they might not, because this is they operate from a different factor. But I mean, listen, okay. you, you have made a big name in the way of covid and they know what your opinions are on vaccines. They know what your opinion are on covid. Listen, that speech you had at the European Parliament that I mean, come on, that vibrated the planet. I mean, that was the unbelievable speech. And there are people who didn't like what you said, period. Well, and, remember the remember the Biden versus Missouri case. Yeah. What the Biden administration wants is they do want to censor media, all types of media. Right. And you're right. Maybe somebody in uh, the intelligence uh, community listened to that speech and said, you know what? That's this enough. guy's a threat. This guy's a threat. Go, go get this guy. That's right. Get his yeah. stuff off the off the thing. They yeah. are working in unison. There's no doubt about it to Peter. They are working in unison. The globalists are controlling this, this operation. And it's pretty sick. I mean, but you know, this plays to the fight that you and I've talked about so much and that we've risked so much by putting ourselves out there. And I see how people respond with their comments and their their uh, personal messages, their emails and all they come in here. I mean, they're touched by this commitment. And you've touched a lot of people in this life for a lot of reasons. And doing the right thing is top of that list and always delivering your truth. But these oligarchs play to a different uh, Pied Piper beat here. And they don't have to... You know, the thing about it is that really irritated me is they don't have to explain to anybody. They, I was so irritated when Facebook pulled that on me five, six years ago and threw us away with all the uh, traction follows we had and everything else. And I, I wanted Zuckerberg on the phone. I said, get him on the phone. I want to talk to him. You can't reach these people no matter what. They are unreachable, mm. unreachable. They will not connect. They will not communicate. They don't even tell you why. They don't even tell you why they don't. They're doing it. They just do it. That makes sense. I don't know. Yeah. No, I think you called it. Yeah. I think you called it, and it's clear. You know, there's a contract. There's a publication contract. Right. They violated the contract. It's, you, you, you know, so like, uh, you know, they're the publisher of the soft cover. Uh, but contracts don't matter. No, it doesn't. Uh, what do you think about suing them? By the way, or no? Well, yeah, I mean, but again, now I have to go down that legal route again. Well, are you going? Are you thinking about doing it, you and John? Yeah, of course. Yeah. But okay, it's just cool. we, we've got to go down these roads, and of course, uh, we're now at the hands of the attorneys. Time and money. The Time attorneys, and, money. and you know, quite honestly, so a lot of attorneys are, are are corrupt. Not all of them are, but many of them are, and people have not had the greatest well, experience with. No, attorneys. but listen, my friend, a lot of doctors are corrupt. 
I know, but but what I'm saying is doctors are only one of many plaintiffs. I mean, there are families dealing with corrupt attorneys and other people have been screwed out of what have you. And the attorneys are not pulling through. It's not like they have a, got a great track record of winning anything no. in the last four years. No, but I'm just saying, I'm not being a wise guy, but I mean, look at what we went through in the healthcare field and the corruption there, man, you know? I know, but what I'm saying is, okay, so, okay, so there's a wrong. There is a violation of contract. Right. There are damages, what have you, but, but well, we've got a corrupt system we have uh lawyers that are either incompetent or corrupt and and we're stuck and the wrongdoing goes on yeah it so, is it, the, the wrongdoing goes on listen to what you say there the wrongdoing goes on that's really was my message a few minutes ago peter yours that's exactly correct this didn't stop in any point of COVID, or it has not what we experienced COVID was a tool was a tool i'm convinced of it now and it wasn't about COVID. It was a tool to get the population to behave in a certain way, to pay attention in a certain way, and to respond in a certain way. This makes me sick, this conversation. Our world is so screwed up right now, and it is so off its axis of, of, of reasonability and of faith and all the things we cherish is good people. You know, and it's gone. It's gone. There's no more. It's like it's like we've been violated. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's true. It's like we've been violated. You know, you can't do what you think is right. You certainly can't work hard and expect at the end there'll be a reward for it. Right. And um, we have a situation where it's a whole new world. But I'm convinced that those who are the biggest and strongest will win. You know, so as Amazon took down the book, you know, sales are soaring across borders, uh, bookstore, Barnes and Noble, soaring across the website. Now, when you say they'll win, mean an Amazon will win? Is that what you mean? No, what I'm saying is, so it's not about book sales, because in the end, we'll we'll probably do better with book sales having this ban. But um, but it's about it's about the symbolism that Amazon picks one book now out of a couple dozen different COVID genre books. And after 18 months, a book that doesn't have a single expletive, has no, none of these uh, areas that they could even point to in terms of having offensive content. Right. They don't don't have a leg to stand on if they're making the case that, which they said it has offensive content. They suddenly (laughs) think it has offensive content. Well, uh, because you didn't play with the Fauci deal, all the vaccines and you called out the corruptness. You called out all of the big organizations and institutes, right? I mean, that's what they find offensive. It's true, but I tell you, our uh, you know platform host uh, Peter Bregan, boy, his is the the you know the real indictment of what he what he calls COVID nineteen and the global predators. You think that one would? I wonder if they'll go after him. I wonder if that'll come down. Interesting. Interesting. I mean, his is the timeline. Yeah, that's right. You know, he's got all the pandemic preparedness. He goes uh, deep back. Ours is a story with a beginning, a middle, and an end. It has characters. People can understand it. It does identify this biopharmaceutical complex. Sure. Uh, but, but maybe it's, you know, maybe it's that the book is unique. It's it's written in a way that people can understand. And those out there on the other side said they think the book is enough of a threat yeah. that you know, uh, it, it, it it could do too much damage. We've got to take it down. Well, it's, and, and it's kind of a dumb move on there in any ways, because it's already been out. If there was any damage done from that legacy of that information, it's already been done. 
I mean, what do they accomplish other than, as you say, a principal point just to say we can do it and we're going to do it, mm-hmm. whether you like it yeah, or not? That may be it, it. it. It could very well be it. You know, I, I tell you, um, this censorship business that goes on and it's so profound and it's it's in our media elite. It's in the social media oligarchs, but it's all of the network, all the stuff we've talked about, Peter, over these over this long period of time here. And it's even more than that. And, you know, there's only one way to hit back. Back to you talking about winning a moment ago. We we're talking about Amazon. And this is something I, I, I talk about all the time. I talk to my wife about it as well, because I don't I won't do business with Amazon. I don't like them. I don't like who they are. And I do not like to give them my my my, my money. I don't want to do business with people like that. And so and I'm very particular that way about this. I'll go out of my way. Once you do those kinds of things and, you know, but until we stop spending money because it's convenient, people buy from Amazon and uh, my wife does as well. And I told her, stop buying from them. Yeah, but it's convenient. You get it the next day. You get it the same day. You get it, whatever. And you might get a little bit less. We've created a monster here. We've created a giant and we've done this in every capacity and category. And until the American people and the people of the world push back. And some of these people say, no, you can't do that. Stop it. And you cut them off at the knees. In other words, you give them no more money. That's the only thing that's going to talk is a massive boycott. But we're so divided as people, it's about hard to organize any of that. There have been some that have tried these uh, big boycotts. It's hard to organize them because there's such a divide in people. Other people would say they don't like your book either because they don't like your position on the biopharmaceutical complex. They don't like your position on vaccines. And so they would support Amazon's move. You're your enemies, Will. You follow me? You know? Mm -hmm. And so it's hard to... You know, the book is... It ends uh, really uh, before the vaccine genre really picks up. We're working on the second book now about the vaccines. So it's really not an anti-vax book. It's really about the suppression of treatment, which, uh, you know, more and more data. You know, there's a huge Belgian study that just reported in reductions in mortality of those treated in the hospital with hydroxychloroquine. You know, it's come out now. You know, three years uh, after all the action, but more confirmation that we should have been using hydroxy and and uh, and or ivermectin all the way through. Yeah, wow. and so the book is about the suppression. Right. Yeah. But but again, it's the they're after the ideas, uh, whatever they are, they the, the biopharmaceutical complex is well implanted in all these organizations. You'll probably well, like you always point out, you'll probably find out that Jeff Bezos is on their boards and sleeping with their wives. So who knows? Right. Oh, well, he, he clearly is a, a frequent guest and speaker at World Economic Forum. And That's we right. do think the World Economic Forum is at the top of this biopharmaceutical complex. But you can't imagine that Klaus Schwab or Jeff Bezos says, well, listen, why don't you sift through millions and millions of books and find the one by Dr. Peter McCullough and exit off the platform? That takes effort. Yeah, but they don't. that's not what's happening, though. I disagree with what you say there. No, 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 no. No, you created a name for yourself in the media, in the media, big time. They know who they don't have to search through anything. They know who you are. They know who they know what your opinions are. You've stated them very clearly, and they'll go after your movie, your book, your kit, whatever else you got as well. 
right? Well, we have it. There you have it, folks. You're listening yeah. to uh, America Out Loud Pulse with mm-hmm. Malcolm and Dr. McCullough. And now my book, Courage to Face COVID-19, has been wiped off of the Amazon platform. Now it's in the America Out Loud News bookstore. So yeah, you got to get give me the new link so I can link it to the. I'm not. We won't give Amazon any of that. And give us the links, and we'll we'll update it. Okay. Right. right. You can buy it directly through the uh, the warehouse now in Salt Lake. So it's at uh, whatever Curtis. it is. Give me that link, I'll and I'll put. We'll get it right in the bookstore. I promise you, and we'll send everybody there in a hot second to get it. You better believe it. Amazon can uh, kiss my uh, well backside, wherever that is. Uh, in any event, uh, oh man, this really gets me so fired up. But, I'll tell but, you. You know, Malcolm, it's also the business. <sighs> Deal. Now, not only did they wipe out, um, you know, our self-published uh, soft cover, but they took uh, the hardcover edition, which we did a deal with Skyhorse Publishing. They took that off and wiped it out, and no notification to Skyhorse. That's how they're doing business. Is they don't even give a courtesy email that listen, we're wiping out this offering from your publishing house on Amazon. They just took it down. They again violate publication contracts. But they just don't care. They don't care. When you have that much money, as you stated, uh, you don't. It's not about the book sales money. You already said that. You're exactly correct. That's not got nothing to do with the book sales. Uh, it's got to do with the fact that you hit a nerve, and they don't like the nerve you hit. And so, and they, you're a very public person, as you state all the time. And that's what happens. We take a risk when we step out like this. But you, it, the book is fantastic. You and John did a terrific job with that book. Uh, your mission is, I mean, it's e- enormous. It's out of this world. Uh, your commitment to good and commitment to doing uh, open people and faith is as strong and passionate today as the moment we started this. And I'll tell you what, I, the work is incredible, brother. So it's, it's, it's sad, but it's also it's ridiculous that we have to play with these oligarchs. But they own the empire. They own it all. We're just, it. The, we're just the peons, buddy. You know, that's it. Yeah, that's well, exactly it. All right, let's talk about this other uh, un- unimaginable, but they are imaginable, these stories. They just continue to pound at your heart, man. And this is one here that is just, uh, it's crazy, but this eight-year-old, he was five at the time, by the way. And uh, he, I think he's Israeli, I believe, Dr. McCullough, right? Israeli, I believe. That's right. Uh, young, young boy. And uh, so he was featured in this very large uh, COVID uh uh, exploité, uh, propaganda, whatever you want to call it, video commercial kind of thing about, you know, you be a good Israeli, you take the shot, you do this, you do that, you take the mask, you all these various things. And he died three years later from, guess it, people. You know what I'm going to tell you. Cardiac arrest. What happened, Dr. McCullough? He has a cardiac arrest right in the home. His, do- his father's a pediatrician who uh, you know, has a leadership position at an Israeli hospital and his grandfather's a doctor as well, they can't save the boy. He has a cardiac arrest at home. And you know the way they had positioned um, pushing these vaccines and, and in a sense setting the table for the vaccines in Israel. And in, in fact, the translation of the Hebrew is, you know, you're not going to have any choice in this. You have to take the vaccine. And you can't make this up. You just cannot make this up, Malcolm, that there would be a five-year-old boy. He'd be part of this propaganda uh, commercial preparing people that they must take vaccines. 
And then, in fact, he dies of a cardiac arrest at, at age eight. Presumptively, he took one or more vaccines and had a cardiac arrest due to myocarditis. That's the most common cause that we see today. The other thing I'd say is, you know, being a son of a physician, chances are he was examined. Chances are he didn't have other congenital heart disease or other things. There was no mention of him having anything else. And um, the fact that they couldn't save him at home also implies that they were totally surprised with this cardiac arrest. So uh, you can't make this up. You just, you, do you remember the um, the bodybuilder who was on the internet and he tweets out, he goes, if I take the vaccine and I live, it's safe. But if I take it and I die, it's not safe. And then he goes and takes the vaccine and he dies. He dies oh with like God. right there. Wow. And again, it, it falls into the category of you can't make this up. It's just, it's almost remarkable. Yeah, yeah. I mean, think about what you say there. And this kid, this eight-year-old, by the way, I mean, what a what a handsome young kid, huh, Peter? I mean, what a mm. what a what He's a life. He, yeah, what a life he would have had. I'm sure. I mean, yeah. vibrant young boy, and you know, here's you know, you you talk about you just can't make this up, and we talk about the the biopharmaceutical complex and all of the evil around this agenda and the 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 uh, my God, the money they made, the money they made from all of this. And you think, and then they have the nerve to get upset with your book because you call out the biopharmaceutical complex in the way that you do probably, or didn't like the ideology of the early treatment or whatever it was, it doesn't matter. But think about how that all, how warped all that is, Peter, you know? Like I say, you can't, the amount of money flowing right now. Um, I was at... <clears throat> a speaking event on Sunday night, actually at First Baptist Church in Dallas, downtown Dallas. And someone came up to me, he goes, are you aware of this big grant that was just awarded to a Texas university in Houston? I said, no, what, what's it for? And uh, he showed me a, a listing of the grant and the guy who got it. It was for $500 million, half a billion dollars. Let me tell you, that is a whopper of a research grant. You know, we'd be thrilled if we got a $100,000 research grant, right? So this is $500 million. And you know what it was for? It was to study medical misinformation. <laughs> a half a billion dollars to study yeah. misinformation. Now, it wasn't helping develop a, a new treatment for cancer or heart disease. It wasn't providing medical care to underserved people. It wasn't doing anything anything that could help mankind outside of executing what is a very substantial propaganda campaign in our country. And, and, and I tell you, and, and the battleground is medicine. There's no doubt about it. The battleground is medicine, doctors, nurses, mid-level providers, and others. That's the battleground of this propaganda war that we're in. Yeah. And, you know, in healthcare, a lot of these doctors, when I made the comment a little while ago about you know, the bad doctors, that kind of thing, healthcare and a lot of these doctors uh, succumbed to that pressure. They didn't play well. How many times did we bang our heads against the wall trying to question why they did the things they did, why they made the decisions they made, why they went against real science and evidence and took the position, forcing those jabs those vaccines onto human bodies when they had to know that it wasn't it first of all it didn't have any testing it wasn't it did it on a few rats i mean the hell's that 
I mean, you don't put this into the human body like they did, but you know, that kind of is, it does put it at ground zero, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. You know? It does. And it's putting lives on the line. Now, October 4th, Malcolm, 2023, the AP press came out a very important statistic. The rate of any American taking one of these new boosters tested on 10 rats right. was 1.3%. Oh my God. Thank God. Amen. Amen. Wow. That's good news. It, it's not much of a vaccine program if it's 1.3%. And they're it's still really pushing not. it at 1.3%. They talk like they got bigger numbers, don't they? Don't they? Yeah. Yeah. Well, it, it, and you know, it, people are back to normal life. Look around the planes and, and in shopping centers and all over. People want to be past this COVID. You know, it, it, it's the... Um, it's this biopharmaceutical complex that continues to want to drive this, you know, endless numbers of shots. Now, even uh, in the last two weeks, Novavax, the purified uh, spike protein antigen-based vaccine, they were approved for an XBB 1.5 booster. Now, I've always said still, I think Novavax is a safer option than the genetic vaccine. So I had a gun to my head and I had to take one, it would be Novavax. So at least wow. we have a non-genetic option out there. Texas, right now, as we speak, there is a battle where uh, the, the the House originated it. Looks like the Senate's now finally agreed. Now it's back of the House. Hopefully it won't get tabled. Uh, of finally having a complete ban on vaccine mandates. So even though state employees can't be banned, there still are private entities, Baylor College of Medicine, has uh, re, uh, you know, invigorated vaccine mandates, uh, as well as uh, some other employers in the state, and, and we're going to have to get to the point where it's illegal to mandate a vaccine on somebody. Yeah, absolutely. There should be no mandates of any kind for uh, vaccines, for masks, uh, for six feet apart, uh, for any of this stuff. I mean, it shouldn't be. It goes against every part of uh, us as a free people. I mean, uh, but they they pulled it off and everybody jumped in line. The the only way to change some of this is to push back. People have got to connect. And I think we have accomplished a lot of that. Actually, we've woken people up. Well, you like if you just say it's only one point, whatever, one point something that um, is engaging with that thing that are still brainwashed, I guess you might call it. That's that's good success. We got to hear more stories of the pushback. I had dinner the other night. I met a a nice guy in Dallas. Um, he's dating one of my wife's uh, girlfriends. And he said, you know, he worked at FedEx and he's uh, delivering packages. They said, there's a mandate. You got to take a, a vaccine. He said he came in every day, said, I'm not taking a vaccine, got his truck, loaded up the packages and drove out of the warehouse and delivered the packages. Came back next day, same thing. I'm not taking a vaccine. I said, what happened? He goes, I never took a vaccine. You know, he just literally said no. Wow. And I've heard this multiple times where if people just said no long enough, it just kind of died, even though the company had a had a mandate. Now, some people, they, you know, they were, you know, locked out of the computer system and they were terminated. And, yeah. you know, there was one doctor, an anesthesiologist, I, one of the years at California centers where they they walked him out and they made a big deal with the with the security guards and all of this. But there's a lot of people who just showed enough resistance and they stayed on. I, I met somebody who worked inside Pfizer 
at publications, the same thing. She goes, I don't, I'm not taking a vaccine. And they said, well, you have to take a vaccine. No, you have to do a test once a week. I'm not going to do that either. And I said, what happened? She goes, after a while, they just left me alone. There you go. There you go. <laughs> but you, you've got to stay determined and you've got to stay with your principles and not succumb. I know we did. People were trying to push it. Even my daughter in college, they wanted her to take it. We said, absolutely not. It is a deal breaker. We will not take your vaccines and whatever. And we're not going to wear your damn mask either. So you can do what you need to with those. Remember that one time I told you on a Friday night, we had a reservation. And we went to like five restaurants before we could get down and eat because they wanted you to do the mask, the mask thing. Remember that? You know? Yeah. Well, wait, Malcolm, what was the outcome of your daughter? What happened with the college? Uh, we got them. They we got them to uh, to to um, uh, we we got we won. I mean, we got them to put her in. We didn't we didn't get thrown out. I mean, it's a very prominent uh, art school she's at, and okay. uh, we we were a we sir we won that one. We sir they backed off. In other words, they backed off. They pushed it, and then they backed off. Now others did not. They succumbed and went for it. But if you speak loud enough or out loud enough, uh, you'll get your way. And I surely got my way. And, you know, it's not a cheap school. It's not like they're giving it to you for nothing, Peter. You know? Well, yeah. But don't, you know, when you go to your kids are going to school like that, Malcolm, you're a consumer. You, you can make choices. You can, Amen. Amen. you know, so let me just put this out here because this could be a question. The wellness company, TWC.health, does do medical exemptions. So if you go online, you That's join right. as a member, you That's get a right. doctor's appointment, go over your background, explain the rationale right. uh, about your concerns regarding the vaccines, you will get a high quality medical exemption. Yeah. And Th done thanks for really bringing that job. up. Thanks yeah. for bringing that up. You know, I got you know, you, you know what I just I thought of just now. Uh, when I think about all of the correspondence and emails begging for these when we were in the heat of things. God, I wish they were here at that point, Peter, back in the oh, heat. Remember? I know. I, I mean, know. Well, you know, they've been in existence now just more than a year. They just right. hit their one-year anniversary. Wow, wow. But it's really, I got to tell you, it's its really offloaded the medical community where they're in, you know, in all the states in the United States. And they'll do this. And I'm pretty sure they're doing it in Canada. I have to check on that. They've got a Canadian division now. And the wellness companies say, listen, we're going to stand behind it. And if you want to don't like it where you know you need to talk to us about it so it's a little bit it's a little bit better than just trying to put a doctor in an office somewhere out there on you know on the line yeah yeah so that's great information and i'm so pleased you reminded me and i i did remember they mentioned that about beck and i actually had forgot about the fact that they do those exemptions um that but you know that's what i've gathered from the wellness company is that they're really there to serve the patients and that's what I like. Everything I've seen or heard has been positive to that end. Um, you know, so what they have this plan that Dr. McCullough is talking about, I'm sure you might have heard of it, friends. It's called One Wellness. And it's One Wellness and it's unlimited care. And you get that unlimited care with a whole host of experts, expertise, doctors, uh, those people you need. And, and I love this idea of virtual care where you can really be serviced for any, anywhere in the country. I know for me, it's a beautiful thing because I don't like to sit in offices. I like to avoid that when I do need somebody, you know, you want some good advice. This is a perfect scenario for folks like me who don't really want to do the visit if we can help it. I don't know how you feel about it out there, but that's how I feel about it. So, uh, 
Anyways, you get unlimited virtual care and you get the free supplements with this, which is pretty insane, actually. And I remember saying that to them when they told me the program. When I say the free supplements, you get all of them. The the heart, the healthy heart one that Dr. McCullough helped put together there. You get the um, uh, the big one with the natokinase, spike support. And you get a whole host of them. You, that's all part of that plan. Uh, so... Uh, you'll get 25% off that first month of the plan as well uh, on americaoutloud.shop. And also the spike support, whether you do the plan or not, that spike support with the natokinase and the dandelion root and all of those fantastic ingredients in there to help with both long COVID and vaccine injury. And then I see a lot of questions coming into the last few weeks about the um, natokinase, which we'll get into some today here on the broadcast. But uh, anyways, one wellness, unlimited care. Uh, you get all of that and the things. I'm glad we touched on that because I hadn't really um, connected all that. And if you need exemption or something, they can help you with that or whatever else you need uh, to help you there for that here. You get 25% off with the code out loud or just click the banner through americaoutloud.shop and the spike support, which is really their number one seller for a lot of reasons, uh, to be sure. Also, don't forget Cofix RX. They have the throat spray, which I love, 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 love it. It's got the nasal hygiene in the nose. You got the throat spray in the mouth, and this is where a lot of this stuff comes in and enters into your body, whatever it might be. Uh, and so that's a way to uh, stop some of that off with this double uh, hit of Cofix RX. And with code OUTLOUD25, you get 25% off both of those products when you get the throat spray. So anyways, check that out, friends, at AmericaOutLoud.shop. Uh, also, AmericaOutloud.news. Uh, uh, take one sec. We're going to pause right now. Uh, Q&A 86, by the way. We've got a lot of questions. And just pray for me um, a moment as we pause here, please, for the Israeli people, please. Um, we are having some very difficult conversations uh, and broadcast on uh, America Out Loud Talk Radio. Uh, they're not easy conversations at all. I've been to Israel a couple of times, love the people. I love all people, actually. Uh, I just don't like evil. And uh, But please pray for the um, Israeli people and what they're going through right now and that war and the dangers that, uh, that, that are in front of us right now with this attack. It's very, very bad what's happening here, friends. Um, tune into the voice of a nation to hear the latest on that at 8 p.m. We are on top of it. Our whole platform is. I'll stay right there. We'll join you just in a moment on America Out Loud Pulse. World-class care from doctors you can trust, all from the comfort of your home. That is One Wellness. Dr. Peter McCullough and his team at The Wellness Company launched the One Wellness membership to provide free monthly supplements and unlimited telemedicine access with doctors that share your values. The Wellness Company's chief medical board designed every supplement and medical protocol with your health in mind. From groundbreaking supplements like the Spike Support Formula to unique care like Freedom from Big Pharma. Join a healthcare system that puts your health and well-being above the interest of Big Pharma's bottom line. It's the way healthcare should be, with a company that shares your values. Go to OutLoudCare.com today and use code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first month of One Wellness. You wouldn't go a day without brushing your teeth or washing your hands. What about washing your nose? I mean, your nose does filter the air you breathe air loaded with bacteria, viruses, and irritants. Make nasal hygiene part of your routine with Clear. 
No messy bottles to fill, no drowning sensation. Clear is a natural drug-free saline with the added benefit of xylitol, which blocks bacterial and viral adhesion. Available in stores and online at clear.com. That is X-L-E-A-R.com. For 25 years, Global Healing has proudly produced the highest quality supplements and cleansing programs that are rooted in nature and backed by science. Get 15% off all of our products using code OUTLOUD. Global Healing, giving you the power to take control of your health naturally. QA 86, uh, it is Malcolm Out Loud here along with Dr. Peter McCullough. It's a privilege to be with you, my friends, always. Uh, thank you for joining us here on this amazing mission. I see all your wonderful comments and uh, people just thanking us uh, profusely. Uh, it has been certainly my privilege to be on the front lines and to help get this information out. It's been the pleasure of a lifetime, actually, uh, for me personally, and, uh, and to work with Dr. McCullough here and our beautiful, amazing team of experts has been uh, a blessing from God, to be sure. So just want to say that to you. I want to jump into some questions here now on Q&A 86. Uh, Nisha says, Dr. McCullough, in regards to these turbo cancers we've seen people having, do you have an idea into how close the onset is in regards to the time a person gets the jab and then cancer? Is it closer to the jab or is it springing up months later or years later? Or would you say further from the shot, the less you can get cancer? Some of it, some of it's very explosive within a month of getting the cancer. Now, yesterday, uh, that would put it at uh, Monday, October 9th, 2023. World Council for Health had an emergency briefing. I gave a pre-recorded message, but they had basic scientists and experts from all over the world. They've concluded that the COVID-19 vaccines are contaminated and that they do promote cancer. I, I presented on what's called the multi-hit hypothesis of Sutherland and Baylor in 1984. And they said, listen, something really can't cause cancer, Malcolm, until unless it does several things to, to provoke it. So here we know that the spike protein, the S2 segment of the spike protein, which you only get from the vaccines, you don't get from the infection, that that inhibits tumor surveillance systems. The Chinese showed that the messenger RNA impairs DNA repair. And now this later, latest shooter drop that the at least Pfizer is contaminated with SV40, a known tumor promoter DNA sequence. And 12 labs now have confirmed it. Uh, it's been given a, a stated testimony in the South Carolina Senate. Um, there's no disagreement here. So the great concern is that someone who's already at risk for cancer would have an explosive cancer within a few days or weeks or taking the shot. Um, that's what's called turbo cancer. That those who have established cancers who are in re re remission would have the cancer reinitiated and then develop a problem. That's been reported. Uh, and so what we're recommending right now is if people have cancer and they've taken these shots, they need to revisit their cancer doctor, probably undergo restaging. And everyone else who's taken the shots needs to be vigilant. Boy, if they could develop a swollen lymph node or you know begin to lose weight or or have other symptoms, uh, please don't wait at home. Make sure you see a doctor and consider the fact that a cancer could have started pretty quickly with one of these vaccines. Now, what's the cancer uh, timeline in terms on the back end? I think the listener wanted to know about the back end. For most cancer exposures, the answer is five years. So if you've been exposed to ionizing radiation, 
or something else. And you're, you know, it's typically about a five-year risk period. So I think five years from the time of the shots, uh, people are going to be looking over their shoulder for cancer. Yeah, for sure. For sure. I've seen that, uh, that report, that uh, press release as well from the World Council for Health. Uh, and it was, I've, I'm glad you brought it up. I wanted to ask you to talk to you about it. And uh, But uh, that their expert panel finds cancer-promoting DNA contamination of COVID-19 vaccines. There's some really good information in here, actually. I need to get this into a post. I was just thinking for listeners, uh, summary of findings and a, a whole lot here with this. So anyways, uh, something we suspected and we've talked about here, and people are experiencing it. So we know it's happening. We know it's real. Um, okay, this next one is from Nicole. How can I find out if I have the spike protein or the mRNA in my blood? I am vaccinated, but was infected. I am unvaccinated, I apologize, uh, but was infected last summer by my boss, who is quadruple vaxxed. Wow. And I'm now being tested for neurological uh, problems. Uh, Mm. Yeah. I have zero symptoms prior to COVID. What do you say to Nicole? Uh, country, a company called Invitrogen is bringing a spike protein assay <clears throat> to market. That's not currently available, but hopefully it will be on LabCorp and Quest menus soon. Research assays for messenger RNA do exist. A recent paper by Crossan and colleagues from Harvard showed messenger RNA, Malcolm, stuck in the human heart in people who have died for at least a month after the shots. Castriuta found that messenger RNA circulating in blood, again, research assay, for at least a month. So we'll have that information soon. What we're doing currently though, is we're doing an indirect measure, is we're measuring antibodies against the spike protein. Now that's available through Quest or LabCorp. And under the LabCorp example, extended range, let me give you an idea. If you just had the COVID infection, we would see antibodies against the spike protein, but the number of the uh, on the titration units would be like 400, 500, 600. That'd be a typical case. Um, if you're taking the vaccine, we'd see 15,000, 18,000, 25,000 units. So someone who's taken the vaccine, it's night and day. We can tell right away if they've taken it because the antibodies against the spike protein, that number is so huge and it stays up for years. Okay, this next one is from Lynn in PA. I've been a loyal listener. I don't think I've missed a Q&A yet and learned so much. I'm right to ask if there are other potential applications for the natokinase. I thought I heard it might be beneficial properties for uh, for those with atherosclerosis and even Alzheimer's, breaking down the plaques and or tangles. Uh, have either of those been shown? I'm 58, unvaxxed female, walk to three miles a day, I've had high blood pressure. Uh, and I have a 50% blockage in my right uh, uh, artery for where my doctor prescribed a statin and baby aspirin. There's so much mixed information on statins on the internet that I'm wondering if natokinase might be an alternative. Uh, what do you think? Well, natokinase is used by the Japanese for exactly that application, atherosclerosis wow. or cholesterol blockages. On my Substack uh, this week, a paper by Chen and colleagues, over a thousand Chinese were studied with natokinase. Now they're using much higher doses than we're doing in the base spike detox. You know, for COVID-19, we're using 2,000 units twice a day for a daily total of 4,000 units, Malcolm. The Chinese in this study, they did it for a year. They gave 10,000 units a day. They didn't even blink an eye. And what they demonstrated was an 18% reduction in LDL cholesterol. That's a favorable reduction. It's not as much as you get with a statin, but it's still pretty significant. 
and they demonstrated a regression in carotid atherosclerosis. Now, smaller randomized trials have not confirmed these, but uh, I think this is overall favorable news that natokinase is anti-atherosclerotic. Now, statins come up all the time. Statins in over 100 studies, in, after about two years of use, reduce the risk of stroke, heart attack, and cardiovascular death. There's no doubt about it. And they reduce the need for stenting or bypass surgery. Now, they have a big impact in people who have established blockages, for sure. They're essentially mandatory in people after bypass surgery and stenting. All the controversy occurs in statins in people who just have high cholesterol but no other problems. And I think the single greatest way to clarify that is to do what's called a coronary CT scan. I order them all the time. And if we actually see the cholesterol blockages developing, then it becomes, I think, pretty obvious to everybody they need a statin. The downside to statins is about 15% of people get muscle aches. That's for sure. And we have to stop them. But the problem is, Everybody has muscle aches at baseline and everybody thinks then the statins is further contributing to muscle aches. So it's kind of a mismatch on the the you know this, this muscle ache side effects of statins. Statins are free of other concerns though. They, people said, well, they cause eye disease or dementia or diabetes. And honestly, I've looked at the data carefully. It just doesn't, it just doesn't hold up. Uh, statins have a great, uh, a great value. In terms of dementia, it's interesting, statins are associated with reductions in the progression of dementia. Natokinase, we don't believe, crosses the blood-brain barrier. And so uh, even though in theory, it could have effect uh, on reducing risk of Alzheimer, that, that hasn't been demonstrated. And, and we, we don't think physiologically it's going to happen. It, it, it doesn't get into the brain. Okay, there you go, Len. That should help you. And this one's from Nadia. I work in pediatric primary care. Do you recommend ECGs for young te teens and adults getting sports physicals if they've had a COVID vac vaccine? I recommend it for everybody. I agree. The kids undergoing sports physicals, the Italians and Israelis started this years ago, Malcolm, and I'm in favor of it. Hmm. I think the kids should be more intensely screened. The, the, the family doctor with the stethoscope is just not good enough for a sports physical. I think they should have an ECG, anything on physical exam or ECG, they should have a handheld ultrasound. The, the cardiac ultrasounds now, Malcolm, are basically an iPad. It's an iPad. That's how simple it is wow. to just quickly look at the heart to see if there's any major abnormalities. It's a tragedy to have any child die on the sports field yeah. due to hypertrophic cardiomyopathy or otherwise. Yeah. So, uh, and, and the house in cardiology is divided on this. We've had Bethesda conferences, American College of Sports Medicine, the American College of Cardiology, American Heart Association. No one can agree. Uh, and when you, when you hear the other side of the argument, they said, well, we can't screen all the kids because it would be too expensive. That's what we hear, It'd be too expensive. And I've always said, wait a minute, you know, every mother in this country gets probably three ultrasounds of the baby during pregnancy, largely for entertainment purposes. You see if it's a boy or girl. I mean, rarely is it really for medicinal reasons. Wow. So our country can afford that. We sure as heck can screen kids at the critical age. And the critical age is right around puberty. Yeah. yeah. If they're going to develop what's called hypertrophic cardiomyopathy. So I'm on the side of screening. I think they should have ECGs. I think the kids who are taking the vaccine should just have a very careful look. The most important thing I can say about people who have taken the vaccine, 
pay attention to who had a sore arm and who didn't, Malcolm. It's very important. No sore arm, no side effects. All the data is pointing to the fact that nothing's going to happen. They're fine. They probably got relatively little or no messenger RNA in that vial. But if they did get a sore arm and they got sick afterwards, watch out. They could have side effects later on. I saw a man today. He took shot one and shot two, not even a sore arm. He was fine. He's a big executive, flies over the world. He took shot three, the booster, developed heart damage and needed a pacemaker. And I asked him about each shot. He goes, yeah, the third one, I felt it. I said, oh, boy, I think that was it. Yeah. Well, uh, I think this is great advice, especially since we've seen the level of cardiac arrest in young people and athletes. I mean, why wouldn't you do this? I mean, and why they can't even all agree is mind boggling uh, when you're saving lives. If you save one life, Peter, it's worth it. That's it. That was my point. It's unacceptable to have any child die of a cardiac arrest. I mean, to have the parents blindsided. Right. You know, come on, the stethoscope is only so good. Yeah. And so an EKG, you know, we can use an Apple iWatch or a cardio mobile device and they give medical quality ECGs. I recommend them all the time. So Apple iWatch or Cardia with a K, K K-A-R-D-I-A, they give medical grade EKGs. You can actually text them to your doctor. Why not? Why should we be blindsided and have people lose their lives? I I don't agree with that. Great advice. Great advice. This next one's from Kelly. My 18-year-old daughter had the first two Pfizer shots and nothing after that. After a year later, when she was 19, she had a large ovarian cyst. Uh, She lost her fallopian tube and almost lost her ovary. Since then, at least three of her friends have also been put on birth control due to the cyst or having required surgery to remove the cyst. This is antidotal, antidotal, of course, but do any of your OBGYN colleagues report a sharp rise in ovarian cysts leading to surgeries for very young women? I've heard this scenario before. I'm unaware of any data, but mechanistically, it, it clearly could happen. We know the vaccines do target the ovaries. The genetic material gets installed. The spike protein is produced throughout the uh, ovarian tissue. It causes inflammation. Remember, a cyst is basically fluid caught in these interstitial spaces between the ovarian cells. It's pretty obvious uh, inflammation draws in fluid and could promote a cyst. Vaccine can do is it can accentuate symptomatology. So a lot of cysts are asymptomatic, but once they become inflamed, they hurt. And that's going to prompt a young woman to get an ultrasound and then find the ovarian cyst. So I'm leaning towards the conclusion that it's 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 it could be vaccine uh, related directly in terms of pathogenesis, or at least the vaccine is bringing out symptoms, so it's recognized. But let me say, if she's already had a fallopian tube taken and presumably the ovary, what have you, you know, she's lost at least fifty percent of her fertility. All right, this one is from Colleen. Is the McCullough Protocol for this next government-generated scare of sickness still operative this next time around? Interesting question, Colleen. And then she has to follow that up. Also, is there another nasal wash for people who cannot do iodine? And that one I can answer. You bet there is clear. X-L-E-A-R with xylitol. Um, Nathan Jones is the principal that comes amazing product. And that is available at your drugstores, pharmacies, right, Dr. McConnell? It's true. It's very affordable. So clear, X-L-E-A-R, you can buy it at neighborhood pharmacies, certainly buy it online. Uh, and it's such an interesting product, Malcolm, because what it does is uh, it's anti-infective. I mean, there's been a published uh, study, a randomized trial in COVID. 
it, it reduces the infectivity of COVID by like 75%. It's like way more powerful than a vaccine. So it works against COVID. But what it does in general is it tips the balance towards the favorable microbiome in the nose and the mouth. And so therefore the good guys beat the bad guys. And that's how one becomes free of sinusitis, recurrent infections. Uh, and it's a wonderful product to use clear. Uh, and we're strongly promotional of the nasal products as well as oral products. Remember the the uh, clear equivalent for the gargle is called uh, Spry, S-P-R-Y. It's a xylitol-based gargle. And again, it can be used uh, as an anti-infective. That's right, Spry. That's right. And, and and do your research. If you go to AmericaOutloud.shop, there's a um, there's a banner ad there for the clear. And you, but they, I'm telling you, they got great research on that site. They all these sites do. They give a lot of information to consumers for us. So do always check this stuff out yourself. We're we're never given uh, um, real time medical advice here. Uh, we're, you, we we cannot do that. You understand that. So these are uh, more educational purposes that we have these conversations and answer questions, and they're more gen- general and thinking. You you know as you know. So anyways, um, and uh, all right, very good, very good. And uh, we have. Uh, I'm going to sneak one last one in from Stacy. I've seen recent articles in the newspaper regarding the availability of spike vax. Does this mean that the FDA has officially approved Moderna's COVID vaccine and it is no longer emergency authorized? And what about Pfizer? Are they now providing their COVID vaccines as uh, right uh, instead of the emergency authorized version? Thank you all for what you do, et cetera, et cetera. What do you say to Stacey? They're all still emergency use authorized. None of them are fully licensed. You know they're not fully licensed because they can't be bought and sold. You can't buy one. Insurance companies can't pay for it. There's no full prescribing information booklet with the product. So the side effects are not fully disclosed and they are still all listed as government property. So that's where we are. Spikevax is the brand name for um, um, Moderna that uh, Comirnaty is the brand name for Pfizer. That's the word I was trying to think of the commonality. Yeah. 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 All right. And then Novavax. Novavax uh, is out there. Again, out of all three, I think Novavax uh, certainly would be the safest. Uh, None of them we expect to be effective. And only (laughs) 1.3% of Americans, Malcolm, 1.3% of Americans are taking this now. I just can't believe we're having this conversation in the end of the show. But yeah, well, you can go get a vaccine. This won't be the They're not going to work, but hey, what the hey? If if that makes you have a happier Friday night, go get it, right? Yeah. Oh, okay. my God. Well, we're going to have to leave it there. How crazy is this is what I'm thinking. Stacy. Yeah. I'm not even sure why you sent that question in here, but you got your answer just the same. Uh, my advice is to avoid all of them uh, or go to the wellness company and get your uh, letter and uh, <laughs> tell whoever wants it to go bye-bye. All right, friends, that's it. That is it. America Out Loud Pulse, just keeping it real, friends, keeping it real. Q&A 86. Hey, thank you for joining us here on America Out Loud Pulse. Always a beat ahead. Of